Welcome to the Med Street Journal. Hello and welcome to another very special episode of the Med Street Journal podcast sponsored by Open Loop, a trusted partner for telehealth companies across the U.S. looking to launch and scale their virtual care services. Check them out at openloophealth.com. Today I'm joined by another very special guest, Mr. Lou Silverman. He's the founder and president at the National Laser Institute in Luology. So I'm excited to have him on, given an opportunity to share his story, learn a little bit more about his background and the impact that he's trying to create in the healthcare space. So with that being said, Lou, welcome to the podcast. How are you doing today, sir? I'm doing well. So why don't we just jump into it? Why don't you give people a brief background of kind of a little bit about who you are and how you got into the healthcare space and what you're doing. Thank you very much for inviting me. My name is Lou Silberman. I live in Scottsdale, Arizona. Uh, Quick 30-second Reader's Digest background. Born and raised in San Francisco, California. Went to college at UC Irvine, close to Disneyland and New Park Beach. I was a psychology major in college. My first job in the real world was actually being a tennis teaching professional, making $4 a month, working for the largest hotel resort in the world called Club Med. And I did that for a while. And um, one day when I was doing the tennis teaching gig, our entertainer got sick. The guy who's on the stage hosting shows and introduced bands and get in front of 2,000 people a night. And they asked me to fill in. And they asked me to fill in and introduce shows in Spanish, French, Italian, and English, which I spoke a teeny bit of because I used to have to teach them in tennis. So I filled in. I was like, oh my God, I had so much fun. I just loved it. I knew that that was my calling, the public speaking thing. But then I went back to reality. I met a girl. I fell in love. She's like, let's go live the American dream. Let's move to California and, and have a family and 2.5 kids and a white picket fence and a golden doodle and you know live happily ever after in California. What do you say? I'm like, yes, dear. So I had to get a real job. And I'm a stockbroker selling investments, kind of like private placement, high-risk investments where you call some stranger on the phone. Hey, would you like to invest $10,000 in this company that may or may not take off? And I did that for seven years. And I kid you not, it was the most miserable seven years of my life because out of every 10 investments I sold, one or two would make money and like seven or eight would lose me. I'm like, oh my gosh, I realize this is a stock market and this is the investment world, but I don't like making a small percentage feel good. I want everybody to feel good and everybody to succeed. So I hate to say it, but I was miserable for seven years. And every single day for seven straight years, I set my alarm clock for 7 a.m. And I did the same thing every single day. I hit the snooze button two, three times a day for seven straight years. And the only time I ever got happy was lunchtime jetting out of there for an hour or the five o'clock bell when I could go home. It kind of sucks because when you're miserable in your work, that negative energy carries through in your personal life. And I think that's probably the reason I eventually got divorced because that was just, that works. Just, it's just a bad vibe and it made me a person. I always wanted to be a healthcare entrepreneur and I was just too scared to jump in. And I didn't have a vision or a mission, but I knew I wanted to be an entrepreneur in healthcare. I have a family full of doctors and health eating people. And by the way, this is back in 1997 when Google hadn't even come out yet. It was the days of Yahoo and AOL and Microsoft. So I said to myself, Lewis, why don't you be an internet entrepreneur and create a website selling health and beauty products, which I knew nothing about the internet. I knew nothing about health and beauty, but it's like, it was a dream. I had 80,000 bucks saved. I said, I'm going to just do this. I jumped in. I created a website called Health Factor with 1,000 health beauty products like vitamins and skincare and weight loss. And I stumbled through it, tried marketing. I wasn't doing too well. I figured I need help. So I hired a consultant. I paid him like five, $600 to, to teach me how to market online. And his advice to me, his name was Hamilton, I'll never forget it. His advice to me, he said, son, I, I love your passion and inspiration, but take your little $80,000, put it back in your piggy bank because you can't compete against CVS and Walgreens who are selling the same things. And you can't compete with Bill Gates' wife, who's an investor in drugstore.com that just went public and raised like $200 million. He's like, you need like a million dollars to compete in this space at least. And I'm like, wow. I don't have a million dollars. So talk about being shut down, miserable. But I had a bunch of investors. One of my investors was a huge turkey farmer. I had like 10,000 employees, sold out of this company to Sarah Lee for hundreds of millions that I hit about. I said, hey, dude, you'd like to invest a million dollars and be partners with me in this internet venture? 
and he laughed at me because I had no experience in internet or healthcare. As a kid, who was a tennis pro and sold some investments. And it was quite embarrassing. And I always heard you got to be persistent to succeed. So I asked him, I kid you not, 29 times I counted over the course nice. of a year if he'd want to invest a million dollars in my idea, my great venture. And he got more and more frustrated each time, even though we were friends. And he just said, no, 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 no. So finally, I'm sitting there like a year later and I'm watching something online. I think it was Einstein's definition of insanity when he says, keep doing the same thing in life, expect a different result, you're freaking crazy. So I said, Lewis, ask for the money in a different way. So I knew he loved cherry pies. So I went to the store with my wife. We bought this beautiful cherry pie and it came in a beautiful box. I bought some tin foil and I started wrapping up the pie in tin foil. My wife said, honey, why don't you just give it to him in the box? I go, honey, because it's a homemade pie. You made it last night. Wink. I was being the sales guy, right? So we stopped by their house. Well, hey, you got some cherry pie. Oh my gosh, come on in. Thank you so much. We'd love to eat cherry pie with you. So me and my wife and him and his wife were eating cherry pie. I got the courage to ask him for the 30th time if he'd loan me a million dollars. And I kid you not, his response was like this. You little shit, I'm sick of this. Get out of my house. And he storms off in his bedroom and slams the door in my face. I'm like, oh my goodness gracious, beyond embarrassed. And his wife says to me, Lewis, Shelly, I think you guys better go. So my head's between my legs. I'm like, my dream is kaput. And I'm walking out the door and I hear these footsteps storming back in and it's him and he slams the door. He's like, kid, you're still here. He goes, bam. And he slams down the table in front of me a check made out to me for $1 million. I'm like, whoa, how can I lose? How cool is that? Can you guys imagine? So anyways, I'm off to the race of the million dollars and I'm marketing on TV and radio and print and internet. I'm trying to figure this game out out of a thousand products online. And three years goes by. It's almost 36 months later. My biggest month in sales, you ready for this? $3,000 in one month in sales. The million dollars was gone. My personal savings of 80 grand was gone. I had like 330 bucks left in the bank. I'll never forget the day. It was right around that week. My wife walked out to me and she said, honey, I know you had a dream of being a healthcare entrepreneur. She goes, screw this entrepreneur bullshit. Go out and get a real job, something stable and secure. Where our house is about to be foreclosed on. Our car's about to be repoed. We got one two-year-old, one baby in the way. This isn't working. And I was like, wow, the ultimate failure, rejection. But I was thinking to myself that day, I'm like, shit, there's so many success stories out there. We read about it all the time. We see it on Google. You hear about the Wright brothers failed 10,000 times for playing it off the ground or Michael Jordan to make the high school basketball team or Oprah Winfrey was demoted from her job or you know Walt Disney was told he has no imagination. The list goes on and on. And all I could think of is these guys had a dream and a vision and they failed too. They just tweaked it and twisted. They didn't quit. So I said, Lewis, you got bills to pay. So I picked up a job at Red Lobster Restaurant waiting on tables. Picked up another silly job selling things on the phone. And this website kind of became my side hustle. And I didn't quit. But I had no money to market it. So all I could do was the free stuff. And the free stuff was SEO, search engine optimization, organic marketing. So if somebody types in best weight loss product in the world, nowadays on Google, the top three listings people pay to be there, the ones below them are called organic. They're free. The search engine tell you is relevant. Well, back in the day when the internet started, it wasn't the pay to play. It was only the organic rankings. So... I learned how to market organically by working my ass out from 7 a.m. till 3 in the morning. I finally figured out all of a sudden my $3,000 a month went to 30000 and millions and millions and millions. And believe it or not, two years later, that website became the sixth most visited health and beauty website in the United States of America with 500,000 visitors a month. It was March of 2001. I was ranked number six in the country. CBS Walgreens was ranked behind me like number nine with like 450,000 visitors. I had 500,000. I was like, oh my gosh, this is like amazing. I got written up in all these magazines from entrepreneur to fortune small business as some kid who figured out how to market online. So anyways, so I took that little internet success tour. I wrote it for a while. And this is about 18 years ago. 
I stumbled into something else. Somebody set me up on a date with an esthetician. I didn't even know what an esthetician was, but I learned that they do facials and peels and microderms. And she happened to work at the very first medical spa in the United States of America. Now, medical spa is a place that took things out of a plastic surgeon and germs office, like Botox and dermal fillers and laser hair removal and cool sculpting, and things out of a day spa, like facials and peels and microderms. They mushed them all together and they called it retail medicine. And the first retail location in the country was in Scottsdale, Arizona, in my backyard. And I knew nothing about this industry, but I, I went on a date with this girl who worked. She was like the first employee there. And I was like fascinated by the concept. And we just became buddies and friends. But I decided that I had built this big 10,000 square foot building for the purpose of internet and TV marketing. I was putting my silly fits on TV, doing health and media infomercials and internet marketing. And so I had 3,000 square feet, my building wasn't used. I said, Lewis, build the second med spot in the country. You can do it, figure out this game. It's health and beauty, it's marketing. You'll, you figure it out internet, you're gonna figure this out too. So. I started building the second medical spa in the United States of America. It took me 15 months to open my doors. I'm pumped. I'm excited. We're at a grand opening party in my building. We got about 100 people there. We're doing like a live Botox demonstration, a dog and pony show. And I Googled med spa and Botox and cosmetically terrible. I want to see if I still the second med spa in the United States of America. Maybe was there competition that beat me to the punch when I was building it? Sure enough, I kid you not, I counted 89 med spas open for business in the freaking state of Arizona where I live. It's like, oh my gosh, day late, dollar short. I was like 92 in the state of Arizona. I thought it was gonna be number two in the country. So anyways, I'm plugging along as a med spa. The name of my company was Physician Skin Institute. And after being in business literally two or three months, I said, Lewis, there's no education. I got publicly traded companies like Allergan, the creator of Botox, and these major laser companies training my staff, giving us two or three hours of training on devices and injections that I can blind you and burn you and cause damage. I think three hours of training, it made no sense because massage therapists go to school for a year, and estheticians six months, and haircutters a year, and doctors years and years. It just made no sense, a multi-billion dollar industry with no training. So I decided to create the first medical aesthetics training school in the United States of America. It was going back about 17 and a half years ago. And I changed the name from Physician Skin Institute to National Laser Institute. And initially I was training estheticians only, the gals doing the facials, the peels, and we were training them on laser hair only. My first class had three people that showed up for it. My second class, nobody showed up for it. I wanted to cry. My third class, one gal flew in from Alaska. We're friends this day. It wasn't looking good. I was on my road to failure again. Thank goodness I did not throw in the towel. I evolved from laser hair removal to photofacial to tattoo move. And then I went from estheticians to the career changer, the stay-at-home mom or, or the hairstylist who wants to become a laser tech at a med spa. And then we started training doctors and nurses, things like Botox and fillers and things like that. And this was born and we scaled it across the United States. We opened up in Dallas and Chicago and Boston and Vegasville. And here we are 18 years later, the largest medical aesthetics training business in the United States of America, possibly the world. We've trained well over 20,000 people. And it's so fun. We have this amazing reputation where half our clients flying from across the world. I'm talking Dubai, Canada, Chicago, Mexico, to train at National Institute, just like people fly in to go to Harvard or Stanford. Well, here's where it gets interesting. So I've been in the training business. We've been kicking ass and it's kind of on autopilot. I'm cruising along. And the question I get asked every single day from people across the world is, Lewis, man, I'm a great provider. Thanks for being part of the journey. I got great training, but I really don't know jack shit about marketing and building a business. I need help. I need help on, on Google and social media and emails and texting and how to sell it all. I, and I got hit up, I kid you not, every day for 15, 16, 17 years, but I really didn't have time to help people. But finally, now that things are going in autopilot, I thought to myself, wow, Lewis, there's a huge demand, not in Arizona, but worldwide of people in the health, aesthetics, and beauty industry. They'll want to learn how to grow their business, how to market, and they want to be inspired. They need a kick in the butt. So they want all the tips and tricks and how to get started, whether they're making no money and get started, or if they're making 
50 grand a year as an employee, how to make 100 grand a year. If they're a plastic or a germ, making a million bucks a year, how to make 2 million or you know, how to do this and how to do that. So I thought to myself, what a great opportunity to start a business that's video centric and build this monster global community of people in the aesthetic beauty medical business. And I don't care if they're a, a cosmetic laser tech, a dermatologist, a plastic surgeon, a hairstylist, a massage therapist, a fitness instructor, anybody in health that wants to grow their business, which is everybody, right? Which is everybody. I said, let's create all this amazing content and videos to teach them all the aspects from Google pay-per-click and organic SEO marketing and print and radio and TV and social media and how to text market, and how to email market and how to train your staff and how to hire and how to buy, just like everything. So a business was born called Luology, L-O-U-ology.com, the science behind crushing it in aesthetics. Everybody can check it out, Luology.com. It's my new baby and oh my gosh, I'm in love. We are off to the races. Of course, we got this amazing synergy of introducing Luology to our thousands and thousands of people going through National Asian Institute, but this is for the whole world. It's not just for the National Asian Institute graduates, it's for, it's for the whole world. Anybody out there in the United States of America who's thinking, gosh, you know, I want to do better. I want to make more money. I'm going to grow. I need some more tips and tricks. You know, what else can I do? Because this isn't my thing. I wasn't born and raised a sales and marketing person. So it's very video centric. It's got amazing free weekly video tips. And there's some free videos online people can check out. And um, we're at the stage right now where we're deciding in the future as we, everything's free right now. But as we evolve, we're deciding, should this be a membership model where we charge 10 or 20 bucks a month? Or should we charge five bucks for a video? Or should it be totally free forever? And it's the sponsors of the world to chip in. So we're at that stage of the game. But I'm so pumped and excited because I've built my business for the last 18 years at National Union off public speaking, getting people pumped up and motivated and sharing my knowledge and wisdom. And it takes me back to those days in the Caribbean where I had that one night on stage where I just felt like I found my calling. I just love being on stage so much is inspiring and motivating people, giving good information that I use that as my tool to build national just traveling across the country, doing speaking gigs, getting people pumped up. And now I can do it every day of the week with Luology and I can give back. We can build this monster community of just helping other people grow, become inspired and motivated, be a support system and all the tips and tricks of the world, especially in this world of digital and video. Everybody loves to just click on a video. So we've been smart enough to recognize that the average person doesn't want to sit there and watch a 30-minute video. So we'll take this amazing video like on social media. If you go on the website, loyalty.com, you can sign up for free access and click on the free social media video, which is 20 minutes long, but it's broken up into five-minute bite-sized clips. So somebody can play the whole 20 minutes. So they can play one clip now and one at lunchtime, one at dinner time. So we made it in a way that's just very user-friendly. So that's where I got to how I am today. And we're in the world of empowering other health and beauty medical professionals to achieve their goals and dreams, giving them the tools and tips and tricks to do it through the wonderful world of inspiration and motivation and amazing tactics and strategies of how to build a business. This is anybody who's um, stepping into health or beauty business. Maybe they're in the business as an employee. They just started their own business or they have a thriving business. They're making millions of dollars. This is pretty much for anybody who wants to take it and level up to the next plateau. That was a mouthful. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. That was a lot to take in, but it was very interesting to get to understand your journey, your story, and how you went from one situation, but it was very stressful. There was a lot. You weren't happy. It wasn't fulfilling for you, and you knew you right. wanted more, so you embarked on that journey. 
in that journey. You went through a lot of ups and downs, made some mistakes, had some victories, a lot of failures, but ultimately learning from those failures and just being resilient, having an abundant amount of ideas to keep on pushing and going forward. And like for me, it's very inspiring to hear that from an individual like yourself, because like for other entrepreneurs, healthcare entrepreneurs, like you said, we're scared to take that leap, scared to take that next step. They can learn from your story and they can learn from your failures and accelerate their learning curve by doing so. And it kind of reminds me of the hero's two journeys. And on one end, you went from zero to hero, making these mistakes, but learning and growing and being your own guinea pig at the end of the day. But then being able to be someone who was in a stressful, miserable environment to now you're being able to focus on something you're passionate about, something that you know is going to have an impact on not even just the industry, but on multiple people's lives. And you can hear that by the energy that you put out. And so it's very interesting and uh, refreshing to hear that from somebody. nothing more powerful than waking up in the morning and never wanting to hear your snooze button and always wanting to go to work and you can't stop talking about it because it's just, you're living your dream. It's, it's passion, it's fun, it's excitement. And the real blessing for me isn't making money or growing this amazing brand. It's being able to help other people change their life and transfer that knowledge and energy and watching other people succeed and kick ass because we're part of that journey. I just love that. It's so much fun. Nice. And so when you think about like high levels, like the impact that keeps you motivated, like at the end of the day, you're in the medical, the aesthetics industry. What's the impact that Lou Silverman has on that industry? And like, what do you want Um, people to think of when they say your name, say, talk about your company? When I do these TV interviews all the time, people say, hey, Lewis, what do you do? And they're waiting for me to say, oh, we train doctors and nurses and estheticians and career changers on cosmetic lasers and injections. And we have this Luology company and we train people how to market. But really, I'm not in the aesthetics business. I'm not in the marketing business. I'm in the life-changing business. My business is a business of telling somebody that, hey, you know what? We can always go back to our old job, but if you've got a dream and a passion, yes, you can. You can do this. And yes, you're going to stumble and you're going to fall on your ass. We're going to show you how to get back up and do it again and tweak it the left and the right. We're going to give you the tips and tricks and tools to show you how to get to where you want to go. And the only thing that's holding people back, myself included, it's fear. It's the fear of the unknown. We're also scared of stepping outside the comfortable to the uncomfortable, stepping from the known to the unknown. But once we do that, once we get out of that crazy, fearful state, I mean, that's where the magic happens, right? So I love empowering people to chase their dreams. And the biggest reward to me is I get thousands of emails and texts from across the world saying, Lewis, oh my gosh, thank you so much. You changed my life. And what I tell people is, no, I didn't change your life. I was part of the journey. I was part of the inspiration and the vehicle, but you were the one that changed your life. You were the one that believed in yourself. You bet in yourself and you did it. I was a support system to help point you in the right direction. So God bless you. You go girl, you go guy. Yeah, awesome. You're just positioned as the guide in their story and they're the hero of their own story. I get what you're trying to say. Like you're trying to change people's lives and get them to the top of the mountain that you've climbed because if you've done it, then other people can model in that success. You mentioned a couple roadblocks of like people are scared of the unknown or leaving something that's safe and secure for something that's not. So what are some com- other common roadblocks that you've experienced when you're trying to educate these people and how have you gone about bridging that gap and getting them to take that next step? The most common roadblocks I hear from people all the time is let's say they're looking for a job and they go on six or seven interviews and they get rejected seven times and they want to throw in the towel because they say, gosh, Lewis, nobody's going to hire me because I have no experience. And I say to them, you know what, in any new career in the world, I don't care if you're going to be a doctor, a lawyer, a cosmetic um, uh, laser tech, a cosmetic injector, a hairstylist, a massage therapist, 
none of us have any experience when we're first starting. So obviously nobody's going to hire us because of a resume, a piece of paper experience when all we've got is some training. So we've got to get in front of somebody. We got to wow them with our charisma and charm. My job is I'm out there just motivating, pushing people. Hey, yes, you've been thrown in the towel. You've been rejected seven times. But what if that eighth interview is the one that changes your life forever? And let's talk about those seven interviews because you probably did the same thing. You probably said how great you were and gave them a resume. Why don't we do something different? On the eighth interview, why don't we walk in full of compliments and asking that owner about their story and complimenting them and blah, 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 and just giving words of wisdom and coaching inspiration to get them to go. And then for the people that are killing it and making hundreds of thousands or millions of dollars, it's a different conversation. They've had the success, but they're kind of plateauing and they went from a high growth mode to others just plugging along. And my job in those cases is to let people know that Yes, you can do more. There's so many, many more things that you can do. And you just got to streamline the things you're doing. You got to get the things on autopilot that you're doing. And then you jump into the next avenue. Don't do 17 things at once. You know, you got your three things going. They're making you money. Let's add a fourth. Let's get that going. Let's add a fifth. And you may have to add 10 things to get to the work in the other eight field, but that's okay. That's always part of the process. We got to fail at everything we do to, you know, to get the next level. So I, I just love it. I, I feel like a I almost feel like a life coach in the wonderful world of aesthetics, health, and beauty through the vehicle of luology, which is so video-centric. I love it. Everybody loves to click on the video and get some amazing you know, tips and tricks and advice. Awesome. Yeah, I love the, the mindset shift that you promote to them, having more of abundance and growth mindset. And so we established who you help, but now I'm curious about how you go about helping them as well. But I'm curious on what validated your thoughts on content and the power of creating content and leveraging the internet to really amplify the message and the impact that you're trying to make. So historically, I really help people before Luology is born. I don't help people by a phone call or in person or just speaking gig to a couple hundred people, which is great. I, I still do that, but you can only touch so many people. And so with the world of technology and Luology, we're able to get in front of millions and millions and millions of people, not one at a time or 10 at a time. So that's the reason Mark Zuckerberg is worth a zillion dollars and just Bezos and Elon Musk, all these guys. It's just the power of a friend telling a friend, tell a friend, the power of technology touching the whole world. And then you go for the United States and then you're translating into different languages. The internet is the ultimate vehicle for taking your message, whether you're delivering that message in an email or a video or an online Zoom seminar, just getting to as many people as possible. So I think the real key is like, now when we're doing like, for, let's say Zoom events, and we're not in front of five people, we're in front of 500 people at a time. And so in the videos, we can have 10 zillion people watching at the exact same time. So I'm just obsessed with the ability to scale a business online via latest and greatest technologies because there's so many people. I mean, the health and beauty business, in the medical aesthetics world is like $16 billion was spent last year. It's expected to hit 30 billion by 2030. In the beauty world of hairstyling and makeup and massage, oh my gosh, that number is like astronomical. And then you have the world of plastic surgery and fitness. I mean, it just, it's gotta be, I don't even know the number, it's, it's zillions. It's just a crazy number. And every one of those people has something in common. They all wanna do better. They want to become a better version of themselves. They want to grow their personal business, their personal brand, their company to the next level. Every single person wants that, but nobody has the time to do it. They're too busy to become a marketing person. So that's where we step in. We, we're not a marketing agency, but we can point people the right direction. We give the vehicles, the strategies and ideas in baby steps and bite-sized pieces that anybody can understand regardless of their background. We don't have to work with a marketing person or a PhD, master's in business development. It could be any, it could be a stay-at-home mom who started a business. It could be a plastic surgeon that's a great plastic surgeon that doesn't know nothing about it, or a fitness coach, anybody that's just a great provider, but doesn't really have the time or energy or knowledge to take to the next level. So we are bridging that gap for that. We are their marketing coach with the tips, the tricks, and inspiration to get them here. 
to here to here. And I can't tell you how many people call and say, oh my gosh, Lewis, it's amazing. I used to make 50 grand a year and I made 150 grand a year. My business was doing 700 grand. I was making money. I'm doing 2 million bucks and making 400 grand a year. I mean, love, love, love hearing that. I just love being part of those stories. Hey, that's interesting. And because so, you could work with a wide variety, whether it's like individuals or companies going from either zero to hundred or working with people who are already on like level 70 and trying getting them to level 100, just being able to pull the small levers to have uh, swing the big doors. I really like your approach because it's like, it's all dependent on what they need. You're just that resource for them. Whereas if they need it, then it's available to them. If they don't need it, they don't need to use it, but they can just focus on whatever resources, whatever content knowledge that they need that can apply to their specific situation. And you guys are positioned as that resource to get them to that next step, to level yeah, that's up. That's a great point. Cause so many people think like, there's so many like marketing courses and books out there. We'll teach you the nine ways. I believe what you're saying. There's not one size shoe fits everybody. Everybody has a different need. Somebody may be an amazing social media marketer, but they have no idea how to win in texting or emailing or somebody's great at texting and emailing. They don't know how to convert sales on the phone or, or somebody doesn't know how to do the Google paper click. So everybody has a, a specific custom desire need. And based on their needs, we've got these amazing videos created specifically for the channel. So we're not here to say, go watch our 3000 videos and go become the next Amazon. We're saying, no, what do you need? What are you succeeding at? What are you failing at? What do you need help in? Because we've got the answer for you. We've been there. We've done that. We've created hundreds of millions of dollars of sales over the years. And zillions and zillions of customers out the air. So we know what works. We know it doesn't work. I'm humble enough to say that I've blown millions and millions and millions of dollars of mistakes over the years, but better me than all, all the viewers out there. That's a good point. And so <laughs> you have all this content, like you said. And so when you're working with these clients or professionals, are you just sending them to the content and allowing them to filter through with it? Or do you have some sort of discovery process that you go through? And then based off of that, you can hone in on the specifics of right. what they need to work on and then tailor the content that you share. Great question. So we let people dip their feet in and we say, okay, here's, you know, 30 introductory videos, all the different topics. And then we see which ones they go to. We say, oh, this person is only going to social media and, you know, how to trademark your company and how to start a med spa and how to um, do the perfect phone spill, whatever. And then from there, we ask for feedback and questions. What did you like? What did you like? What other types of things do you want to see? And based on that feedback, then we start delivering the content and video that's relevant to their journey and their path. Because the key to life, as we all know, is to be focused. We can't be jack of all trades, master of that. We've all got to focus on our specialty. We can't do 20 types of marketing. We can't sell 20 types of products unless Jeff Bezos is going to lend us a billion dollars to get rolling or Walmart or something like that. But we all got to walk before we run. And by the way, for those who don't know that, Jeff Bezos started with one product books and Sam Walton was a five and dime star. So even they started with a niche and they grew from there, as a lot of us know. Nice. You mentioned... Uh being able to collect feedback. And I think that's very important, especially when you're trying to grow a community because you always want to be providing content that resonates with people. And the only way that something resonates is with people is by actually talking to them and facilitating those conversations. So how, how do you guys go about doing that? I know like I originally found you through a Facebook group. That's how I connected with a member of your team, but I'm curious on how you guys implement systems of feedback and incorporate that feedback into your overall strategy. So back in the olden day, these things were done by picking up a telephone, but we're in a new age, obviously. So everything's electronic. All our communication is digital. We start with a good old fashioned email. We evolve the social media, the text, and all those fun channels. But it seems like most people on the feedback level, they seem to want to start on the email. Because text is a little too personal to start with because you're just getting to know somebody. So email is the first step in getting to know who they are, what they want, so we can make sure we're delivering the, the right content to everybody so they're just fired up and loving life and want more and more and more. Nice. And so you talk to 
a lot of professionals within this space. And so I feel like you have a pretty good pulse on what's going on in the industry and you're teaching people how to navigate the industry by leveraging content, leveraging all these different marketing tactics and whatnot. But what sort of trends are you seeing in the space right now that are sticking out to you? The trends I'm seeing in the world of health and beauty medical is artificial intelligence. Mm -hmm. Let me give you an example. I'm a big Amazon shop. I don't do drugs. I don't do alcohol. I don't do porn. I don't gamble. My sickness is I shop way too much. So there's always boxes at my door. I'm like, what the heck did I buy? I don't even know there's 10 boxes at my door. But anyways, so I remember the other day I'm on Amazon. I, I was pissed off. Something did come and I go in the customer service and I'm having this conversation with some dude. We're going back and forth, six, seven messages. And all of a sudden I realized I wasn't talking to a human. I'm talking to a robot. It was artificial intelligence that had a conversation with me for five minutes before I even knew it was a robot or a bot, I guess we call it, right? So I think that's the world we're stepping. I think in the marketing world of how to grow your business nowadays of health and beauty and aesthetics, the world is evolving to artificial intelligence. What can we automate? What can we put these systems in place where, you know, that are just very time efficient, where there's a right time and place for a human to step in? A lot of sales and activities can be made 24-7 just through the automations. I think that's the biggest trends nowadays. Now, of course, there's trends in the world of products. There's always the next Botox, the next amazing hairstyling color. There's always the next amazing plastic surgeon. There's a zillion new latest and greatest products in health and medical. But behind the scenes, yes, we've got the world of TV and radio and print and internet. But obviously, as we all know, social media has taken over the world. And if you had asked me 10 years ago, did everything, you know, you know, or five years ago, would social media be the number one way to market? I would say, no way. It's always going to be Google pay-per-click or TV or radio. Now I'm saying TV is a dying breed. Forget it. Just like Blockbuster, I think, I can't remember, Blockbuster offered Netflix 30 or 50 million and Netflix, it was, I'm sorry, it was a Netflix offered Blockbuster. That's how it went, like 30 or 50 million dollars. Blockbuster turned it down. Then the Blockbuster went bankrupt. Now Netflix is the world, right? We all watch movies on our tablet or iPad. I'm seeing trends like that happen in social media. The biggest players in the world, I mean, we're talking Coca-Cola and Disney and Amazon, they are just obsessed with social media. And I've seen my business grow exponentially with like pennies on the dollar. I mean, like I'll spend, let's say three million, millions and millions a year on Google pay-per-click. I'll spend a fraction of that, literally like 5% on social media and get five times the sale. The power that we all know of a friend sharing the friend and a friend. So obviously I think regardless whether we are a digital person or not, or regardless whether somebody has a profile or not, it's just like, it's business one-on-one. You got to have an Instagram, you got to have a Facebook, whether you want to go to YouTube and TikTok, it depends how far and wide you want to go, but you've got to jump in, you got to jump in hard, you got to be consistent. And where people are really screwing up, in my opinion, on social media is, gosh, they're doing too much business. We're saying, oh, here's my product, here's my service, here's how great I am again and again. But people want the personal touch. They really want to know, hey, what's the owner of the company doing for dinner? Oh, he skis. Oh, he loves his dogs. I mean, like, we all love that personal connection. We want to know who the person is behind the scenes. So I find that the best social media marketers are really good at engaging people with a combination of their business products and service and their personal life. Hiking, biking, skiing, PTAs, politics, religion, whatever it is that floats their boat. And that's what we're really trying to teach people because you got to get the audience engaged. You can't just do that by saying 50% off or buy one, get one free or special. No, you got to get them intrigued. It's like the emojis on the iPhone, right? The um, happy face, sad face, pissed off face. Oh my gosh, Donald Trump said that face with all these emojis. If every single social media post could evoke an emotion like the emoji on the iPhone, imagine how successful we'd all be, right?
Yeah, dude, that's a good point because especially with the power of the internet, everybody gets a voice. But if everyone's out there just saying bye, 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 or trying to sell something, then it really turns everybody off. But when you can keep it authentic and when you can leverage social media and the power of connectivity that way, then that could really just amplify what you're doing. And another opportunity and something that I see is like the influencers, especially in your space, because you're dealing with a lot of health and beauty and uh-huh. Obviously, there's a lot of beautiful, pretty people out there. So how's like influencer marketing and leveraging other people's audience had like an impact in your, your teaching and your strategy? So we've done a lot of testing on influencer over the years. And we found that the first thing that comes to people's minds, let me find somebody who's got a million followers and they can promote my, my product and service. I'm going to make all this money. Boy, that's not the case because you got these people. They may have a million followers, but maybe they're following them because they look good in a bikini or something yeah. like that. It has nothing to do with a product or service. So the key in social media is finding out synergistic people out there that can be an influencer that you know their audience is following them because of the messaging they're doing, not because of some bikini they're wearing or some car they're driving. And that type of messaging is similar to the messaging that you want to do. There's some synergies there. So for example, if I love motivation and inspiration, I want to pick up more motivational, inspirational followers. I know, for example... Tony Robbins, Red Mylet, or people like that, a crowd that's just all about obsessed with inspiration and motivation. So I know that would be a good influencer type person to have a conversation with. So I, I think where a lot of people get it wrong, they get so caught up and let me find the most followers, but you gotta find who is the most targeted audience. It may only be 50,000 people or 10,000 people, but that can be really powerful. So it's all about quality on social media, not, not quantity. I like that. That's very interesting. And you mentioned, honestly, when I asked you about like the trend and you mentioned like AI, that was like, big one for me because it's like that's kind of what I see too but when you're in an industry like this where it's a lot of hands-on and you're dealing with patients and customers people don't usually think about leveraging systems and automation to really streamline a lot of the business processes because they think it's so hands-on but when I get what you're saying is like focus on the actual customers and like that patient experience but on the back end, there's a lot of things that can be streamlined and made more efficient. And like you said, sales can be made 24-7, follow-ups can be 24-7, and you have these systems and processes that can help push people onto the next stage and build trust and credibility for your own brand. So that was, that's a very good point that you made. You said a word that really hit home with me. You said, focus on the customer experience. I love that because I built my entire business career not on the not on products and services or price location, but on exactly what you said, the experience. It reminds me of that Maya Angela quote. Uh, people will forget the words that you say. People will forget the things that you do. But people will never forget the way that you make them feel. And so that, as you said, experience, it's all about how can we deliver this memory and experience that's second to none. So when somebody leaves your location or leaves your internet site, they're not saying, I got such a great product. They're just saying, wow. That was an amazing experience. That was an amazing memory. And they're telling two friends and becoming your ambassador. So yeah, I love that word experience. We're not selling products and we're not selling products and services. We're selling an experience to everybody, right? Yeah. Awesome. We covered a lot of high level, high value, interesting topics. But one more question I have for you before we finish the main meat part of the interview is what sort of advice would you have for other healthcare professionals within the industry or even not in the industry that are looking to take that next step in their entrepreneurship journey, whether it's their personal practice or for a company that they're a part of? Yeah, the best advice I give people is almost to close your eyes for a second and imagine yourself and maybe it's a business you're in or the business you want to be in. And imagine that you could do no wrong. Imagine you could not fail. Imagine that you were guaranteed to succeed. And in three to five years from today, you could be living your wildest dreams and health, happiness, success, revenues, profits in this business. 
and visualize in your mind what that would look like. What would you be doing? What kind of clients you'd be seeing? What kind of products and services you'd be offering? How much money would you be making? And how would that make you feel? So you got to put your mind in that state. And then you got to get yourself taking baby steps towards that goal, knowing you're going to stumble and fall. And knowing that, don't worry, you can always go back to your old job. There'll always be, that's okay. Fear is okay. It's okay. We're going to stumble. We're going to fall. Know that every time you do, that's awesome. That's a learning experience. Part of the journey, you get your ass back up. You do it again and again and again. If you're still failing 26 times later, you go to the left, you go to the right. And one day your dreams start to manifest before you. Not because you were smarter or better or had more money, because you had a dream and a vision. And when the shit at the fan, you kept going and going and going. And voila. And all the most successful people in the world, they're not necessarily smarter or better have more money than anybody watching this podcast right now. They had a dream and a vision. They got smacked down. They just kept going and going and going. So we always got to say to ourselves, it's not a matter of if we will succeed in life. It's simply a matter of when. And the only variable time, how long is it going to take us? Six weeks, six months, six years? We don't know. But we know one thing. The only way we can fail is if we throw the towel, right? Yeah, to give up. Never give up. I like it. It's a perfect piece of advice. We've been, we've been talking about a lot of interesting stuff. I feel like we can go on and on. But I like to end each episode on a little lighter exercise of something I call the rapid fire round. I'm just going to ask you a list of questions and you give me whatever answers you come up with. Okay. Okay. All right. So question number one, what is your favorite book of all time? It's of my Angela. I wanted to sit in my office right here. That's funny. That's a pocket my angelo wisdom i've, I've had just these little snippets of all our favorite quotes it, it just has all our best quotes and i told you one of them i just i could read those all day long over and over again over and over again. i just love the the quick sound bites of wisdom yeah that's awesome it's very fitting because you did drop a quote by her today number two who is the biggest influence in your life or career? I would say Jim Carrey because of the quick 30-second story of how he was a big failure. He's going on audition after audition and failing and failing and failing. His dad at the same time wanted to be some famous saxophone player. His dad got scared and nervous and threw in the towel because he was a family man and became a boring accountant. And he told his son, son, you can spend the rest of your life failing in something you don't really like, like I'm doing in the accounting business. Or you can spend the rest of your life failing in something you love doing, like you, in your case, acting comedy. Son, providing you never throw in the proverbial white towel, one day your dreams will manifest before you. And Jim Carrey was that dreamer. And you know the story. It was on Oprah Winfrey. He wrote himself an imaginary check for $10 million to himself. He kept it in his pocket for like five years. Five years later, he landed that role in Dumb and Dumber and got paid $10 million. I always think of that. That story, that guy in that story inspires me. He's amazing. Yeah, that's awesome. It's cool that we could pull inspiration from other people's like hardships and their stories. That's interesting. Number three, what is one goal you want to accomplish within the next year? I want to take Luology Global. We're just launching it right now. We got the beta test online for the website. We're about to launch the social media. And my goal is that anybody in the world who's in the aesthetic health or beauty business knows of Luology and knows it as a brand, a resource, a community, a tool to help them take it up to the next level. Awesome. And then last but not least, what is one piece of advice you would give to your 20-year-old self? My 20-year-old self? Well, probably the same advice I give my kids. They're actually at that age now. They're 22 and 24. And what I tell them is like, guys, don't do it. I spent seven years doing something I hated, just chasing the dollar. And you become miserable. So I told them, I go, find something you love, passion. And even if you don't make jack shit, if you're making no money, through that, you'll learn some skills and you will stumble across things that can be vehicles to doing what you love and a different avenue. So I'm all about chase the passion, not the money. And then once you're in the business, learn the skills and learn how to monetize something in a world you love. And then you become dangerous. 
Because when you're doing something you love and you're making money, oh my God, it's beautiful. Awesome. And I feel like I'm witnessing what happens when you like follow that path and like keep chasing that passion, turn that spark into a flame. I could see like the energy and the passion that you have behind like what you're doing. And it's uh, it's contagious, not even to me, but to the listeners that will be listening to this. It's not something you take for granted. And so I feel like that's a perfect piece of advice. Excellent. We've covered a lot of like I've talked about, but that's a perfect way to end today's segment. But before we go, man, where can people connect with you if they want to learn more, if they want to um, get in touch with you? I would love it. People just visit us at luology.com. That's Lu, L-O-U-ology.com. It's the science behind crushing and aesthetics beauty and in life so luology.com go online sign up for free access check out some free videos and i hope it'll change your life as much as it's changed mine awesome with that being said another great episode in the books a lot of high value high energy hope you guys got some great value from this episode but i'll catch you guys on the next one